is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Hit 'em Low, Hit 'em High. We've got a good one for you, shorty, but a goodie. Yo, how you doing, everybody? Sure you've heard that before. But uh, we're going to start it off with a little weekly Wentz update, and then we're just going to go right into the greatest Eagles wide receivers of all time. Uh, plenty to talk about in both topics, but yeah, what, what, uh, what do you got going on with Wentz? First off, I just want to say, what's up, everybody? Another episode I am glad to be on. I am very disappointed that I missed the interview with Frankie. Frankie, I know you're listening. Next time I'll be on a chat with your brother. Uh, great pod last time. Um, yeah, let's get in with the Wentz. Yeah. Reports are coming out right now that Chicago is the highest bidder. Uh, they, they're nothing really solid on what exactly that is. Uh, I've heard some rumors that it's two seconds and one or two additional players. Uh, depending on who that is, I don't know how excited I'd be in that, taking on some salary and, and not really getting any relief and dumping Carson with our cap situation. I, I don't know how I feel about that. I guess it depends on who those players would be. And again, that's just a rumor of what they're offering. That no, no idea if that's true or not. But also, the rumor is that Wentz is very adamant that he really doesn't want to go to Chicago. Jake, what do you, what do you think about this guy trying to dictate where he goes? First off, he put himself in this position, not talking, not doing anything like that. And um, you know, this is on Wentz. This isn't on the Philadelphia Eagles. They didn't most certainly want to trade him uh, in the beginning. Um, I'm sorry, at the end of this season. I don't think that was on their agenda. No. So let's stop and take a, a time out here, Wentz, and think about um, the repercussions that they are going to fall on you. If Chicago is going to give us the best you know, trade value, we're, you're going to Chicago, my man. I, I, don't, I don't think we should cater to his needs and mess up our draft capital because this guy you know, doesn't want to play in the Windy City. No, and that's how it should be. But unfortunately... It sounds like Chicago says they need Wentz's camp to say, yeah, he'll come and play in Chicago for them to actually officially send an offer over. They were saying, like, if, if, I read Wentz, that too. Yeah, if Wentz isn't 100% on coming over to the Windy City, that they're just going to be like, no, you can take our offer and shuffle where the sun don't shine. And rightfully so. Listen, if oh, I'm yeah. Chicago and I'm Pace and I'm, uh, uh, what's the coach over there? Um, Matt Nagy. Matt Nagy. If I'm Matt Nagy and I'm, I'm on the hot seat, I'm not going to pull the trigger on a guy that does not want to be there and is not going to perform to 2017 Carson Wentz. Yeah. And that's everybody's, you know, that's what their their thinking is. Like, this guy can be re- rebuilt and brought back here. And um, not, I, it's rebuilt's the wrong word. Um, Just revitalized. Revitalized, yeah. So, I think what the problem is, is, you know, with them not pulling the trigger it's not a problem. It's the it's the it's a concern, and I get that. I wouldn't want to do that either. I no, want to bring somebody here to Philadelphia, knowing that their heart is not in it. Like, come on. Exactly. It's it's like the old you know A B to the Bills, and now I'm sure he's kicking himself with that high powered offense they have there. But that trade was all but signed, sealed, and delivered, yep. and he came out and had his camp send out, and I'm pretty sure he said it himself, just like I ain't going to Buffalo. Right. And that trade didn't go through, and so now. It's not as vocal with Wentz saying that about Chicago, but apparently his camp's coming out saying, "Look, it's Indianapolis or bust." So and I wonder if, like, I wonder if Nick Foles isn't a part of that package, and is that is that haunting him? Yeah, maybe that's the reason why he's <laughs> like, "No, not not happening." Because I mean, they got a good team over there. They they they're missing. They have some holes like every team, but 
and especially on offense, but maybe you do a package deal where Ertz is part of it and you send him over there with them and they, they're able to re-sign Robinson or they're able to get a Kenny Galladay or a Chris Godwin or one of these bigger name free agencies or, or they even draft. I've seen a number of drafts where Kadarius Toney is going to him. He's, he's a guy that Tommy B, when he was on, would talk about probably the third or fourth best wide receiver in the draft. So it could they could easily turn that pretty weak offense into something pretty high-powered and he'd be the talk of the town. They haven't had a franchise quarterback there in a long time. The closest thing they've had, too, is Jay Cutler, and nobody's going to go saying that that guy's a Hall of Famer. And I realistically think that that team is a quarterback away from contending. Yeah, their defense is strong. Their defense is strong. Their running back's legit. Mm-hmm. Their wide receiver, Robinson stays. That could be a connection that's un- unstoppable. And oh. they have uh, Anthony Miller over there. Yep. Uh, who else do they have over there? Anthony Miller, Robinson. Uh, I can't think of the a one young guy. Yeah, he, I can't. It looked think like of he like name. stepped up in the. I, I can't think of his name too. But like they have weapons over there for him, and they, you said they had the defense. Listen, and they got they have, they have Cole Komet, right? Yes. Yeah, and he's a great young young tight end prospect. Again, they're picking. Well, it's it, I guess they is. See, I guess nobody knows either. Is the twentieth coming to us? Is that part of it? I doubt it. I, I yeah, can't all the see reports them are is that they've never all. offered the first round pick. I, I know, don't. I don't think it is. I know. Early on, there was the twentieth pick, uh, Nick Foles and Tariq Cohen, <laughs> and I would, I was all hype about that. Get a great backup, get a great second running back, and the first, the first round pick. And Dive then, on that. And then, of course, last week's troll incident with Montgomery. Uh, with Montgomery, yeah, that's ridiculous. Him coming out saying all what he said about Chicago, just trolling the whole, yep. the whole city, the whole NFL, really. Yep. But I mean, I guess it's going to come down to who's going to blink first. Will it be the Bears? Will it be the Colts? Wentz? Is he going to blink and say, oh, yeah, you know what? I will go to Chicago. Or is Howie going to blink and say, well, just take whatever the next offer is? Yeah. Or is there some dark horse out there that, that we're not hearing about? The Steelers came out today saying what they said about Roethlisberger, saying as of right now, he's a Steeler. We'll, we'll address everything else as it comes. So certainly doesn't sound like they have a whole lot of confidence in Big Ben coming back. Are they going to be a dark horse contender to jump into the Wentz camp and say, you know what? Let's go ahead and offer him the first and get out of this whole thing. Let's do it. Just, I, I will take that. I would definitely take that. And here's the other thing. All those comparisons over the years, Ben Roethlisberger, Carson Wentz, same body type, same kind of – he could be a good fit there. Mm-hmm. But not to jump Chase back – Claypool. Uh, yeah. He's, let's talk about weapons. I, I was just getting ready to jump in to say how, yes, if he does go to, to the Colts, I think he's set up – that's the best position he's set up in with the quarterback – I'm sorry, the – um with the quarterback's coach, the mm-hmm. coach himself, uh, the weapons that they have over there, and you throw Zach Ertz in over there, that team's another team that's going to be ready to contend as well. Oh, they for were sure. in the playoffs, and I believe they were a quarterback. Not saying, listen, it was Philip Rivers last year. The guy, most certainly, you take that Philip Rivers from five years ago and bring him on that team, I think they win that playoff game against the Bills. They bring him back. Oh, for, sh- for sure. So, yeah, you Carson, you go to the, the Colts. That's probably his best interest. Chicago, like I said, still not. You're still in contention, and yeah, Chicago, most certainly with the Steelers, you're definitely in contention. Nobody really wants to go to Chicago. I get it. It's not the not the greatest place to play, greatest place to live. But Pittsburgh, they have a great team. They have an amazing defense, yeah. one of the top three defenses in the NFL. Like we were just saying, Juju. By all reports, he's staying. All of his tweets and everything seem to indicate that he's staying there. Chase Claypool. Who's the other guy? DeAndre Washington. Yep. Yeah, uh, yeah DeAndre, uh, DeAndre Johnson. Johnson, Johnson, yes. Um, and then their tight ends away, too. Eric Ebron's certainly not bad, but you, you package Ertz in that, get the la- you know, ring the last little bit of he- that he has left in his career, and that offense goes from 
you know, going 11 and 0 to going 16 and 0 and yeah, beating the Browns. I believe that, especially if you're getting the 2017 version of Carson Wentz. Even if you're getting the 2018, 2019, those years weren't bad. No, they weren't. You know, they, they, they do argue about the numbers being better in 18 than they were in 17, believe yeah. it or not. So, yeah, again, you take him, you put him in that offense, look out. AFC title game against the Chiefs. Yeah, book it. <laughs> and then another team, the Broncos. They have a very high-powered offense. I keep seeing Noah different. Noah Oh man, Portland Sutton. They have weapons. Jerry Judy. I could. Oh see, yeah. That would be. It's it's all where he wants to play at. That's the, that's what it's going to come down to. Mm-hmm. But you know what? I don't think he should have the option. No, I think it really should just come down to take the best offer. Once you, you haven't done anything that's earned yourself the right to dictate where you're going. I don't. I get so annoyed when any player tries to meddle and say, oh, no, I'm not going to go there. Like, if you have a no-trade clause, fine. You That's part of your negotiation. But when you're at the negotiation table and you sign that contract, if there's no no-trade clause, this is a business. They own your rights. They can send you wherever they want you to yeah. go. And so when they're dictating, oh, I, I don't go there, I won't go here, What? I, it's, it's ridiculous. But that's nor, neither here nor there. Let's talk about the quarterback that is here right now in Jalen Hurts. Uh, it looks like he's going to be going to Texas with a group of wide receivers coming up. I did see that. Something that Wentz always did with... That was uh, his thing with his... Uh, with with Wyoming he went. Yeah. Or, and, and so, I don't know. What are your thoughts? I, it tells me that he's in, uh, that he's staying. For, for that reason that he's staying, there's a lot of things that are happening right now that tells me that he is going to be the quarterback. Um, I'll, I'll touch on two things. Him, first off, going to... I didn't say the location, but taking these young wide receivers out. We're in Texas. Trying to build some chemistry, trying to get things going. Um, I I really think him and Rager need to have a rapport where they can get together and and be on the same page. And you know what? I think it's great that he's doing it. It shows a lot about his character. It's February. I mean, Mm -hmm. this is... We don't we don't really start getting into the facility until April start training and you know yeah OTAs this, and everything. This is uh, commendable for him. I do like that. I liked it when Wentz did it. I didn't hear much about like last year or the year before doing all that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's terrific. The other thing that makes me believe that Jalen Hurts is going to be the starting quarterback is they brought that guy Johnson Brian Johnson Brian yeah. Johnson over um, as the quarterbacks coach mentor as a kid known him since he was four years old. Uh, I'm sure everybody's read the reports. So that kind of that there, there's something that that tells me there. Listen, I could be way off. They could be trading. They could have a, uh, getting a third for him, packaging that third plus their first, moving up to you know and whatever they get for Wentz, get and, Zach Wilson. And, yeah, and like that. You're, you're moving up in the draft to take your quarterback, right? Which you're hearing a lot about that. Some you know NFL sources you've seen this week are saying that the Eagles are gonna are gonna deal Hurts and and take a quarterback at six or a little bit higher. Yeah. And it makes a little bit of sense when you really think about it. It's completely new coaching stuff. Yep. I get we're all gonna scream like like we were talking about with Frankie uh on the in the interview. Like, no, Howie's still there. Don't don't do it. Like there's not it's not enough change. You need Howie gone before you completely start fresh with a new kind of franchise right, and everything. Right. But you got a new head coach, basically all new position coaches there's no better time to start fresh with a new guy to to learn your offense and run your offense than picking your guy. Jalen Hurts wasn't uh, Sirianna's guy. He wasn't his pick. He wasn't. And I think um, if he does stay, him, you know, Jalen Hurts being here only one year. So, he, yeah, he was under as a backup coming into the season. As a backup, he's still wet behind the ears when it comes to the NFL. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, did he have four? He, he did play the four games. And I think he, you know, there was times where he flashed, and yeah. I think there was times where it was like he's definitely a rookie, and we can see what he's doing right now. But you know, 
you get the Jalen Hurts that came out against the Saints, and, and yes, he did play Taysom Hill. I get that whole thing. But you get that guy that comes out and plays with that kind of uh, heart. Sirianni might say, you know what? I could do something with this guy. Yeah, and reports are that he is doing that Josh Allen working every day with different people on, oh, on the things that. Man, I got to tell you something real quick while we're talking about Jalen Hurts. I read an article the other day. They were just saying, um, somebody was an article. They tweeted. They said, imagine, uh, um, what's his name? The tight end from the Gators that they're looking oh, at. Kyle Pitts. Kyle Pitts. They said, and Jalen Hurts in the red zone is going to oh, be I did an see unstoppable connection. Tweet. And I'm like, I sat and thought about it for a second. And I said, wow. Yeah, that could be definitely. Yeah. That six, could be. Six foot six, 245. Oh, my God. Chris <laughs> Routes, aggressive at the at the point, you know, high point in the ball. It, I, I like him. I, I told you, my best plan for the draft is if you don't trade up, you're sitting there at six, and let's say Devonta Smith, Patrick Sertain, and Kyle Pitts are all still available. See what interest you have to trade back to eight or nine. Because I'm ha- I'm ecstatic with either three of those guys. Right. So you trade back, you get some more draft capital, and whoever's there, if they're all three there, you know, I would probably lean towards either Patrick Sertain or Kyle Pitts. Honestly, yeah. I know I, I know Devonta I, Smith's the sexy pick, but we need a shutdown corner, and this guy is one of the highest rated corner prospects in a, a number of years. You heard Tommy B comparing him to Ramsey. His, his footwork's impe- impeccable. He's just a very technical corner. I take him. I yeah. would take him in a heartbeat. And then Kyle Pitts is a freak of nature. Tight yeah, end. I, 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 I'm lean, a huge lean. Goddard guy, but have both. I'm leaning more towards Kyle Pitts. And the reason why I'm saying is because they do – well, Doug ran the double, the two tight end sets. Mm-hmm. So I'm wondering if they run uh, – I don't know. I think there's a place in it. Sirianni's a wide receivers uh, coach at heart too. Mm-hmm. So bring this guy in here and, uh, you know – I we always say it takes a couple of years for a tight end to develop in the NFL. And nobody just comes out their rookie season unless you're, uh, um, you know, a freak of nature like Gonzalez. But mm-hmm. what I'm saying, what I'm trying to say is, you know, give this guy two years, build in the next two years as well, then put a finished product on the seat. You know, his fourth, you know, let's say his fourth or fifth year, put a, put a real team around this guy. Yeah. They could be unstoppable. Oh, they could be absolutely I, insane. I'm really hoping the best for Nick Sirianni too, man. Like, I, you know, at first I was kind of like off the wagon. I, it's, I think it's each, each week that goes by, I get more and more excited for the season. And I know again, we're, we're six months away or five months away from training camp. And it's like, you, you know, just being an Eagles fan my whole life, Right now, in my eyes, Sirianni's the under underdog because he's unproven. Yeah. He, you know, dude, let's let's just do that whole Rocky Balboa thing and get yourself in there and and start winning games. Bro. That ain't you. <laughs> You're better than that. <laughs> no, I mean the, the reports around <laughs> the reports around the NFL was uh, outside of the Eagles. Like other organizations are saying, this guy has a great football mind, high football IQ. He's, he's going to bring a ton of energy, a ton of knowledge, and they were saying this guy definitely had head coach track on him. The only knock was a lot of people were saying, I don't know if it yet. Like They were like, he's, he's heading that direction, but to throw him into just the nightmare of a situation that Philadelphia is right now, they were a little nervous about that. But you've Look seen countless times. You can't get... You cannot go any further down. I think with how they act, how the how the team performed last year. How much more can you go down? Mm-hmm. No, it's it, it'll be exciting. Regardless, I'm not a huge Jalen Hurts guy. Fantasy wise, I probably will be. Uh, you know, you got a dual threat quarterback. They always seem to do well in fantasy, regardless of whether they're doing very well in uh, in reality. 
but I'm not a huge Jalen Hurts guy. Does he have I, a cannon on him? I don't even know. I he's never, got a pretty pretty healthy arm. arm. Yeah, yeah, he's got a pretty healthy arm. So, I mean, you, I, I mean, you I see, like he, he has the touch on the pass. Like his that first touchdown he threw to Greg Ward. You're watching Carson Wentz throw just absolute lasers coming at screeching at guys at a hundred something miles per hour. Right. And you felt like when you're watching when I was watching that first touchdown they threw to Greg Ward in the corner of the end zone, it looked like that thing was just floating up there. Yeah, it no, was just it was just gently on. coming yeah. right on over, just out of the reach of the of the defenders, falling right onto the bacon of Greg Ward, and so I like that. I want somebody with a little bit of touch, but you're looking at a guy that also had a 26.7 percent bad throw percentage when they they look at the analytics and only it's a, like yeah when he looked bad he looked horrible and only a 60 something percent of uh, of accurate passes. Yep. When when it was Dallas, yeah when he played Dallas like that's I was just like looking yeah, and, at both games and you know and if he played more games to be eligible in like all all quarterbacks he'd been either dead last or, right. or second to to last which I'm not encouraged with but yes he is a rookie he only played four games he was a backup the whole time I, I get that so I I wouldn't be upset if they moved on from him already. But I also would be excited to see what kind of development he has because, like I said, Josh Allen started extremely slow. He took it upon himself to work on all the things that he knew he had to work on. All reports are that Jalen Hurts is doing the same thing. So who knows? If we can get a guy that's that's half as good as Josh Allen yeah. in here, that, that'd be awesome. Absolutely. So why don't we just break right on in to the greatest wide receivers in Eagles history. A few honorable mentions before we get into our top three. T.O. Deshaun Jackson. What do you think? Do you think they should crack the top three, or do you like them being well, being out? T.O. He's he was one of my favorite wide receivers to watch throughout the NFL. Like even when he was on San Fran, when I was a kid, I watched him. Um, after Philadelphia, I hated him on Dallas because he was Dallas Cowboy, Buffalo Bills, Cincinnati. They were all cool to watch because the guy like was just a freak of nature. Absolutely total package, Hall of Famer, of course. If he was on the birds more, I'd say yeah. He, for the for the bird's sake of what we're doing, I'd say yeah, he would be in. But now, I mean, listen, his first year they got went right to the Super Bowl without a mm-hmm. without a now played fourteen games, again, that had was fourteen Mc- touchdowns, twelve hundred yards. Yeah, yeah, no, seventy something receptions, absolute stud. And he he doesn't get hurt against that Dallas game, dude. I, I think they win the whole thing. They win the Super Bowl. He played yeah. on a broken yeah broken uh, ankle. Man, that just that still irritates me to this day, but. Yeah, um, and then Deshaun Jackson. Yeah, I, I believe Great if he would have stayed in Philly the whole entire his whole entire career, yeah, he would have had a he would have been on the he would have been on the top three because yeah. he would have been he would have he would have grabbed he would have probably grabbed records and he would have been on that Super Bowl team. So mm-hmm. like you just you can keep going with that. So I would say yeah, he would have cracked it if he stayed on. Exactly, but starting with number three on our list, we got Mike Quick. Quick, what do they call him? Six. Uh, quick six, that's what they call him. Yeah, quick six. Twentieth overall draft pick. He he was a nut. That was Is my it? first jersey I ever had. Was a Mike Quick jersey. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, it was uh, sixth grade football, and uh, you know we had to bring our own. Like a lot of guys just wore like their dad's bigger shirts mm-hmm. over top. Not me. I had to have the Mike. I put the Mike number eighty two. I was a lineman, so imagine this big heavy heavy kid on number eighty two. <laughs> but it was cool, man. And it was. Uh, Mike Quick was one of my favorites. Yeah, didn't start a single game his rookie year. Yeah. Second season came out with 1,409 yards. Just burst onto the scene. Five-time Pro Bowler. Five-time Pro Bowler. Has the longest play in Eagles history with a 99-yard yep. receiving touchdown. And I think Barnett was 
so Barnett now he's probably in the I'd say Barnett's in the top six if I had a, if I had a top six seven. He had one of the craziest catches. I don't know if anybody remembers. I mean, with him and Randall Cunningham, it was like an end of the end of the drive, 97, 98 yarder. Uh, insane, absolutely insane. But anyway, yeah, Mike Quick, he yeah. had that 99 yard. He has that. That goes down in his, Eagles history. Yeah, played 101 games, 363 receptions, 6,464 yards, and 61 touchdowns. The guy, he was marred by injury with that. Uh, patella tendonitis, yeah. yep. and it, it's a shame because he was he was heading right for the hall, uh, and I'd say he'd be there if it wasn't for the amount of injuries that, that held him back. You know, I often wonder if he would have got traded. I don't think like I always wonder like if he, you know, the direction he was going when when he was good. Like if they would have ended up trading him, if he would have went to another team, and, and yeah, I always wondered that. He he was a great talent. Mike Quick was a phenomenal receiver and deserves to be number three on this list. Yeah, and uh, I have a little personal connection with my man Mike. Mm. I I've played a couple rounds of golf you with said him. That. Yeah, sat in the same cart as him. We had we were sharing beers. We got him from the you know from the cart girl that came around. Played over at Fieldstone. That's had a awesome. good time. He's, over in Fieldstone. That's, yeah, he's, that's a heck, awesome. he's a heck of a golfer. We he, uh, we went and got beers afterwards. Had some food. It was, just sound, you know, just hearing him on ninety four, dude. He's a class actor. Oh he? yeah, no, he was. It was an absolute pleasure to talk with. I didn't want to just sit there and you know ask him about his time in the league and all of his time, you know, all of his memories and his time, his time with Merrill and and, so and cool. everything. So I, we were just, I, I definitely asked him about a number of things NFL and Eagles related, but overall, just you know, talking sports, just guys having fun on the golf course. That's incredible. You know, play, making little stupid bets here and there. But it, it was a great time. The guy, like you said, absolute class act. Nicest guy you're going to meet. Just give you the shirt off his back if you needed it. That's awesome. My little brother, you know, he huge Eagles fan. He At the time when I was playing, he was he was probably 12 or, or so. And so after the rounds, uh, you know, there was a little banquet. It was a little event we were playing in. And my little brother came because he knew there was Mike Quick and a number of other old NFLers, Beasley Reese couple other guys and he he signed any kind of thing he wanted gave him his golf glove signed it for him uh, just cool. you know he saw he saw my little brother was a huge huge football guy now starting quarterback varsity <laughs> exactly so uh and then one and two it's kind of one a one b these are guys that are interchangeable yeah i think we so. gave them a one and two ranking but they're they're equal in our eyes they're both absolutely incredible but why don't you tell them who we have at, at number two here Old Harold Carmichael, six eight, six eight. He is uh, he's the tallest wide receiver in NFL history. Yeah, he is. And you know, I actually, um, when I read that, I was like, no way. I'm like Megatron had. I thought Megatron was like six 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 seven. He was only well, he six, would still, five. yeah, he would still be shorter than still him. Still shorter. So yeah. imagine, imagine Carmichael in like today's NFL. Like, oh yeah. Imagine both of them being lined up on the outside. Oh my God, twin towers! <laughs> Holy oh smokes. my goodness! He started as a tight end. Yes, he and did. He start, his yep. production was was low, so they moved him over to wide and receiver. It makes sense with his height. It makes oh sense. yeah, absolutely. And then once they moved him to wide receiver, man, did he flourish! Yeah, he did. We're he talking did. about a guy: 180 games, 589 receptions, 8,978 yards, 79 touchdowns, four Pro Bowls, and a 2020 Hall of Fame inductee. Yep. This guy's got. He's he's just he deserved to be in the hall long before now, Absolutely. but we're certainly glad that he made I'm it there. I'm glad for him. I'm really glad. for Oh him. yeah, absolute stud. It's it's just awesome that he was an eagle. Absolutely, he was incredible. I, I've watched plenty of highlights of him. 
He was just amazing to watch. What year did he come into? Did they say what year he came into the league? In seventy? Was it seventy? Was seventy eight or something like that? Somewhere. No, no, it was before that. I, I'm, I just, I know he was on that team when um, Dick Vermeil was on there, so that's mm. how I know that. But yeah, he was a dude. He was a stud. Just imagine having that guy. Six eight, you know. Yeah, he, you're done. You get a guy that's even somewhat accurate, right? And he's, even even a six foot cornerback is yeah, not holding up yeah, to eight inches, like dude. And then his, you put his, him down, you put him down in the post, and he's yes. he's running the pick and roll. Yep, yeah, the wingspan on that guy. And then let's go off to uh, number one to you know a guy that's not nearly as tall. That five this foot, is insane. I never knew that. Five foot nine. He is the shortest person inducted into the Hall of Fame. Number. Or Tommy number McDonald. Tw- number 25. Tommy number McDonald. 25 in the play sheet. Yep. Number one in your heart. Uh, yeah, dude, Tommy McDonald, my dad, again, man, I go back to my dad with his 1960 Eagles championship. He thought Tommy McDonald was an absolute stud. Really was. Dude, I cannot believe. So back then, and I, I wish I would have been more prepared as far, as far as I wanted to see how many games were in 1960. This guy's, his stats are crazy. Absolutely crazy. Yeah. He, uh, in 1961... Uh, 1,144 yards and 13 touchdowns, and I'm pretty sure they only played 12 or 14 games back then. Yeah, so insane. putting up those numbers in that limited amount of season. So what's that equivalent to now in 16 games? Like, would that be... 14, 15 touchdowns and probably... 1,700? Well, it depends. If it was a 12-game season, then you'd be looking at, yeah, he was averaging just under 100 yards a game, so you're looking at 1,500, 1,600 yards and probably 14, 15 touchdowns. The guy's, wow. guy's an all-pro. Yeah. Uh, but talk about another guy that was drafted uh, out of position. He was drafted as a running back, third round in 1957 as a running back. Yep. Went over to, to wide receiver again, flourished. 88 games, 287 receptions, 5,499 yards, 66 touchdowns, five Pro Bowls, 1960 championship. Guy deserving of the number one spot. Like I said, him and, and Carmichael, they're basically 1A, 1B. You can interchange them. They have their absolute legends in in the team of Philadelphia. Yeah. It's I just wish that that I was able to watch them live. Highlight tapes are great. I can't wait for the birds to get another wide receiver like that. But maybe they'll get that in a tight end. And Kyle Pitts, guy six six. I'm hoping for two forty five. Guys, <clears throat> a matchup nightmare with his speed, his hands. He he could be absolutely insane. Yeah, Tommy, Tommy McDonald was an absolute stud, man. I, and just looking at, like, you don't realize somebody's height that's doing that in the NFL, and, you know, one of his greatest accomplishments, of course, is beating Vince Lombardi. I mean, mm-hmm. they didn't know it back then because it wasn't a, a thing because Vince Lombardi was just Vince Lombardi. Now he's Vince Lombardi. Yeah. So one of the last guys to not have a face mask on on his helmet. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> one of the last players in the league. That's right. But incredibly impressive highlights to watch. I'd recommend anybody that's a football fan, let alone a Birds fan. Go on YouTube, just watch some of this guy's tape. It's it's incredible. But like I said, you know, shorty but a goody this week. That's all we got for you. Be be sure to tune in for any kind of emergency pod. If they ever do make this trade. We will be on. We will be right on it. Be sure to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. Uh, I, uh, I have those linked in the description, all of our, our usernames. But, yeah, that's uh, that's it. That's a wrap. All right. Go birds. Go birds.
Dios va.